everybody, we're the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD, and this is... Why can I never be first? Randy! And we're here to talk to you about a film... I don't want to talk! ...called Breaking 2. Electric Boogaloo. Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo is a 1984 film directed by Sam Furstenberg. Our, our listeners will remember that he directed another movie that I enjoyed called Ninja 3, The Domination. Oh, Randy loved that movie because it starred his favorite person in the world, Lucinda Dickey. Swoon, Lucinda Dickey. And she's in this movie, too. So, instead of us doing our usual explanation of the plot, take it away, Ice-T. Electric Boogaloo's action. Dance the best you'll get. If you like breakdance when you ain't seen nothing yet. I'll finish you, your friends, and your whole damn neighborhood. This time there is an enemy, so they must unite. Because to say what you believe in, sometimes you must fight. You lost your edge. Fine. Electric Boogaloo's the greatest, nothing can compete. And once you've seen this movie, you'll believe in the beast. And we're back. We're back because the they literally explain the plot. the plot in the trailer. Yeah. There do. is about 15 minutes of plot in the whole movie. There is. It's not a very long movie. My Oh no, it's a long movie. It's just that there's no plot in the movie. My impression of this film is not very good. Like let let's let's start here, JD. At the beginning I'm like I, I went in like, you know what? It can't be as bad as people say. It can't be as bad as people it's say. It's like people don't like breaking. The people don't like break. Breaking is not a great movie. It's like, okay, but I enjoyed that movie. It mm. was charming. It was despite its faults, I guess. This movie it's like I said, I'm like, okay, this is charming. And I'm like, wait. That's it. And then it just kept going and it's like but there there's no what here's a, here's a here's a, one of the main problems with this movie. Uh, the plot doesn't start till 20 minutes into the film and it ends 20 minutes before the movie does. And there's only about 15 minutes of plot. So, as you probably surmised from the trailer, there's a rec center slash community center slash orphanage slash you you know you get the idea. That needs money or it will shut down and the community will suffer. So the main characters have to stage a show to save money to save it. Now you know the entire story. Or as or, or as now you know, it, now you know the rest of the, the story. The rest of the story. That's pretty much what this movie is. It's not the, a deep, the movie, movie is the actual length of the movie is. I'm gonna say this right now, it's my turn. Ninety-four minutes long. This movie has fifteen minutes of plot. About three minutes of credits, so that puts us at 18 minutes. So the remaining time of the film, random dancing. And music. That's pretty much the highlight of the movie, too, is the music and the dancing. Just like I wouldn't even movie. see them dancing, except for there's that thing that obviously was the inspiration for that Jaramaquai video. The movie's dancing on the ceiling? Yes. Oh, yeah, that was a good part. That was a pretty cool scene. This movie, yeah. So before I start talking about how bad the movie is... What's your highlight of the film? My highlight of the film was the final song. I love that song. It's so cheesy, but I love it. This movie is whack. I my my highlight is got to see breaking. <laughs> walk away. Uh, Lucinda Dickey. No, actually, she wasn't even my highlight. Everything about the movie was bland. I'm trying to find a highlight. It's that it's that dance sequence where he's dancing where where. Uh, Turbo is dancing on the walls and the ceiling in a very nicely done, nicely composited scene where he just randomly decides to dance and his 
Spanish girlfriend shows up and for it, some reason. And as good as that scene is, and as well done as the scene is, it doesn't make any sense in the movie. Why is he dancing on the ceiling? Okay. Raise your hand here. How much of the movie made sense? <laughs> it didn't make any sense. There's a scene sense. where they're dancing in a hospital. Yes. And a patient who dies back to life. <laughs> this is the dumbest movie we've watched so far. So, here's a new new part of this, this, this series. It's called Randy's Cannon Fannin. This is actually a secret sequel to The Apple. If The Apple's basically the Old Testament, this is the New Testament of uh, musical dance movies. It, this movie is... Oh my god. This is the dumbest movie we've there, ever I, seen. My low light of this film is the film itself. <laughs> it's a bad film. It's it's not Apple bad, but it's a bad film. The Apple was offensively bad. This is just stupid bad. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is... Okay, I will say this, people. You want to see a bad film? It's like, this is film history. This movie is like the epitome of cash grab sequel. This is... Hey, this is this is the trope namer for Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. This, you you want to create you. Breaking two was a moderate. Sorry, Breaking was a moderate success. Yep, it was. So let's shoot a movie five months later, released in the same year, that has the same characters. Mm-hmm. No arc and fifteen minute thing, but just dancing. Nothing. People seem to like the break dances. They were doing nothing but break dancing. Yeah, this was clearly rushed out after the success of the first one. The directing... so bad, Christopher McDonald didn't even return. The... Oh my god, the... Directing, okay. Ninja 3, the domination of Sam Furstenberg meets this directing of Sam Furstenberg. Mm-hmm. Ninja 3, the direction... Uh, the domination had a better direction in, than this movie. Not even close. <laughs> this one is just like, I'm shooting a music video, I guess? We don't really know what music videos are right now? Oh, I don't God. know what to say about this movie. This was just I, dumb. I thought we would actually have like a long conversation about it because we were surprised by actual quality of Breakin. There's no way Breakin 2 can be bad. The, first... the movie, I went into the movie going, you know what, I'll probably give this movie a 3. And then the movie's like, I guess I'm giving the movie a 3. And I'm like, I think I'm giving this movie a, a 2. It no, just, I'm definitely giving the movie just, a 2. It just and then there's much. a random line that is just like, Woody Woodpecker reference. <laughs> and I went, you know what? This oh, yeah. movie's a one. This movie's bad. This movie's awful. And then he shows up at the... Okay, there's a scene where the, one of the main characters, Turbo, breaks his leg in one of the dumbest chase sequences in the film. They go to the hospital to revive him with a dance number. And then he shows up at the end and he stops the bulldozers from bulldozing the community center. How those three things fit into one coherent plot is beyond you or me, audience. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. This movie, everything I can say about this movie is that this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This is, like, dumb. Yes, it's dumb. This is this is the epitome of dumb. Even, like I said, with the apple, at least you saw some sort of ambition behind it. This was just, here's dance seasons. Okay, some of the scenes are nice. Some of the dumb are not. Music's nice, but what else? It's like there's things that you can enjoy in this film, but not really. It feels almost like the bargain basement tape version of the original movie like they they did a mixtape of the original and cut everything out and just put in the stuff they like you know what i mean no it looks like they said okay we're gonna shoot a bunch of dance sequences um we need a plot what can we shoot in a horn a plot is there a plot that's exactly what they did also in the first movie they completely ducked the whole entire romance subplot there was it was like kind of implied but nothing was going on there they didn't try to shoehorn it in this one just starts off straight from the movie they're a couple together see ha ha that was the intent the entire time it's like it didn't feel natural it's like oh nothing about the movie felt natural this movie yeah it's it's like there's not 
Nothing felt natural. It's a series of events, and that's it, and not even really that serial. There's a breakdance gang fight in the middle of the film that wouldn't have been out of yeah. place in West Side Story. Mm-hmm. And, not but not in a good as, way. Not as good as the fight scene from the first movie, which was awesome. Yeah, this is just this bad. Oh, my lord. Oh, yeah, and that gang member, did he ever even show up again other than that one scene where he blew him off? He was at the end. I didn't, did, there was no payoff for that. He was there with the when the bulldozer came and almost killed uh, Turbo, which Why I wish he did. Why was he there? Because he was there. But they... Okay, there's a bunch of things in this movie that aren't really explained. Like, there's a conflict between Lucinda Dickey and the that girl, and it's happened several <laughs> times in the okay, movie. So, okay, so let's 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 go into a deep dive here really quickly about what the actual plot of the film was. It's the save the orphanage trope. Mm-hmm. They're saving the rec center from a greedy developer. That's plot A. Plot B is that... Um, I can't even know her name. What is it? It's like Laura. Lin- Lucinda Dickey's character Lucinda Dickey. uh, has a thing for... For uh, Ozone, mm-hmm. uh, Ozone's ex-girlfriend doesn't like her and yeah. thinks that she's too high class for this neighborhood and wants her to get out. And she keeps throwing hints that she doesn't want her around. I kept making a joke about uh, it's all about their son because there's always this kid that keeps around him that they never yes. say anything about. And then it's like, that's subplot A. Subplot B is there's a rival gang called the Electro Rock! Yeah. And nothing, that kind of goes nowhere. He's like, he's trying to say, we have to work together to save the community. And then nothing even comes out of that. And there's plot C, which is Turbo gets a girl. And, and that's, that's it. it. That doesn't do anything she else. She doesn't speak English. But she speaks in a high-pitched voice like this. <laughs> it was, nothing, there, nothing went anywhere. They just sort of ended. Like, the, ri- the rivalry between the two, for instance, they just, at one point, uh, they're about to fight or something. And then the bulldozers show up. And they throw it aside and it never comes up. This is the resolution of the film. Mm-hmm. So we said it ends 20 minutes before the end of the film. It does. That bulldozer scene occurs. The press shows up. Mm-hmm. So there's some bad PR going for this developer. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'll give you a chance to raise your money. In fact, I'll even give you $6,000. I'm going to walk away. do 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 And then it's the last we see of him. He walks out of the Oh, movie. and then subplot D, which is... Lucinda Dickey's parents not wanting her to go to this inner city uh, developmental uh, neighborhood to teach at the rec center and want her to go off to Paris and go to Princeton as well. Which doesn't make any sense considering the way that re- that resolutes at the end, or the, it comes to resolution at the end where they say... Where it's parents ex- yeah, we, the, mocking we always We always taught you to fight for what you believe in. And you did, so here's some money. Well, like, she was doing that the whole movie, so now why all of a sudden is that okay? Uh, I, I, I'm going to rewind really quickly, because... Just to explain to you how bad and how little plot there was. There was literally, at the beginning of the movie, when the plot kicked in 20 minutes in, it was dance sequence, dance sequence, dance sequence, cut to stuffy bureaucratic nonsense for about a minute, yeah. cut away to dance sequence, dance sequence, dance sequence, cut to... Yeah, it, it oh just goes God. back and forth. It's like, the audience doesn't need to be handheld. But at the same time, there has to be plot. You have to explain something. They didn't explain anything. Why was he even dancing on the ceiling? Okay, so, because he was in love. He was high on love. So, I hate this movie. to make this movie not, this make this podcast not drag out any longer. Oh, everybody, this is our season finale, by the way. Um, what would you score this film? One. I told you I would jump from a three, I went down to a two, and I'm at a one at the Woody Woodpecker. And it's still better than the Apple. All the charm that was in the first movie is gone. It's, it's just not a good movie. It's better than the Exterminator, that's about all I can say. 
and that's it. That's it. That's all. I got nothing else for this movie. I never want to think about it ever again because it was awful. Yeah, it's 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 not even so bad that it's good. It's doesn't even hit that criteria for me. No, it's just bad. It's it's bad. So with that, we wish you adieu for season one of the Cannon Cruisers. And we'll see you one more time for our season finale episode, everybody. Yep, our season finale. Um, with the true season finale, which is going to be just really kind of a recap where we talk about what we thought of all the films we've watched over the season. Have we changed our thoughts on it on it very much? Mm-hmm. How do we want to change our scores? Is there anything that's really pops out? Anything we would recommend? It's going to be an interesting episode. We hope you stick around for that one. But until then, see you next time, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm Randy, waving goodbye, and keep cruising that canon catalog. Yada, yada, yada. A Golden Globus production. Another good one from Canon. We're Canon Films, and we're Dynamite.